Welcome to Wise Words from a Stubborn Man, a podcast where I dissect and discuss things from one man's perspective. Me, Sahakul. If you're easily offended or get angry at other people's opinions, this may not be the platform for you. I won't ever say I'm the best at any of the things I plan to talk about. I'm just a guy with an opinion. So let's get to it. Oh, yeah. Do you hear it? You hear that voice? Some of you are probably unfamiliar to it. You ain't heard it in a while. It's the voice of the people. Of what people you may ask. I do this shit for. The niggas who. When they were younger. They used to sneak off and. Beat they shit to steal images. Hey we grew up to wash our hands real thoroughly though. I do this shit for. The niggas who used to. Make the clashing sounds when they fought with toys. You're probably fucking wondering, yo, why is this nigga talking about doing this shit for the niggas way back when? Because that's the point of all of this. If you're here now, if you're listening to this, you know what that means? That means you're still with me. That means you're fucking still, you're still here. Or you doubled back. Or you gave what it needed to had give. That's for the 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 women who plan on listening. You know, I struggled with what to call the inaugural comeback episode. And and I came between two things. The first of which was the curious case of said one Sahaku. That didn't quite work for me. Instead I settled for the second one. The one in which I'm going to tell you right now. After I fucking burp. Because I don't know what's coming up. That shit was disgusting. But. I so brilliantly named. This. Comeback episode. How Saha got his groove back. Now granted. I want y'all to know, I've never seen how Stella got her groove back. I've never seen that shit a day in my life. I do know the plot to the movie. The movie is about Angela Bassett or somebody going to Jamaica and a young dark-skinned nigga knocking her back out and changing her life. I don't, maybe that's the plot. I do not know. But enough of the filler shit for the, for the top half. Let's break bread for a good episode. And because I've been on like a health kick that I will describe to you guys. I have a, what what the fuck is this shit called? A strawberry pastry crisp from, from, from Special K. So we're going to bust this down. You know what I'm saying? We're going to bust this down like a fraction. See what it's hidden for. Give me a little piece. Nah, nah, that bitch hit. Nah, that shit hit. A little water to wash it down. Make sure you niggas is drinking your water, man. 
But now that we've broken bread, <sighs> I guess it's time to address the elephant in the room. Yo, where the fuck has the pod been, bro? You went ghost on us, nigga. You dipped. You left us without. Explain yourself. Alright, calm, calm the fuck down. Calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm here. I have been in what I would like to call a life-altering, tumultuous season. So in order for me to explain these past two years in the headspace that I was in, I must go back. Back in the times. So growing up, there was something that happened in my life that irreparably changed my perspective. Where I kind of felt like I didn't have a normal childhood because of said event. And unfortunately, I'm not going to fucking spill said event right here. No. That will only be told to two people. My future wife and a therapist. Yeah. Because those are the only two people who will have to live with it. Or those are the only two people that I, I, I would say I full out would trust with said vulnerabilities. But over the past two years, I have found myself reflecting. Right? The last episode we left off on Inner Peace. I talked about how I was trying to fight against imposter syndrome. I am here to fucking say for the last two years, that imposter syndrome was when it was whooping my ass. No doubt, no bullshit, no nothing. It was whooping my ass. I felt so fraudulent. And I was trying to establish why. Why the hell did I feel so fraudulent? I just whacked the shit out of myself with the mic. But that don't stop the show. Why did I feel so fraudulent? And I came to the conclusion that I felt fraudulent. Because I was pussy. And I don't mean pussy in terms of viscous innards, vaginal canals. I don't mean pussy like that. I mean pussy in a timid sense. There is this, there is this like shift that I've noticed that has been happening. And within myself personally, for the last couple of years, I have fully got to experience things that have changed my perspective on life in general. The women, but we'll discuss that in another episode. How I view masculinity. We'll also discuss that in another episode. 
tragedy. You already know what I'm going to say after that. And of course, my friendships. But this episode today, like I said, we're addressing the elephant in the room of where I've been. We're going back, back in the times. We're talking about imposter syndrome and things of that nature. When I was a kid, I'll just flat out say it. Niggas grew up poor. And I won't go to the level of poor because, you know, when you grow up poor and disenfranchised, you kind of like, it's like the alcoholic and the two fathers thing. You'll have, you'll either fall back into the same fucking, you know, the same pattern, the same cycle. Because that's all you know. Or you'll break out of it. Because that's the cycle that you know. And me personally, I've learned that I like simple fly shit. Because... I have a very diverse, like, my fucking imagination runs wild all the time. I am constantly thinking of other shit. Even when I'm fully engaged in conversation, I'm thinking about other shit. And I've been trying to dissect Why that is. Why is it. That creatively. I go to all these fucking corners and spaces. And I try all these disciplines. And all of this other shit. Just to eventually. Let it fall by the wayside. I doubt it. Curl up into some. uh, Self-doubting emotional ball. Live a hermit lifestyle, seclude myself from the world, and then I analyze. Why do I do that? Why is that cycle within me? And that cycle, I it's within me because I, for so long, was used to facing disappointment, getting disappointed, getting knocked back down. And trying to find the silver lining to keep going forward. And when you get knocked down so many times or when you get. When you have to proverbially look up at the glass ceiling every time. That shit is discouraging. And when shit becomes discouraging with that, like on that level. You kind of fall into this, this like, you don't feel worthy. You feel mediocre. And for two years, I felt mediocre. And, you know, 
I took a massive step back on social media. I used to be the nigga that was on there all day, every day. All day, every day. Now I occasionally check some shit. Go on like a little four-day run. Oh, you niggas got four days worth of tweets out of me. Alright, I'm out of here. See y'all in a couple months. Post some dip. I'm really, you know it's crazy? If I didn't have like push notifications on my phone and shit, I wouldn't know I got a notification because my shit stays on do not disturb. I grew accustomed to sitting with my own thoughts. Two years of that shit. Two years of just. You know what my routine was for two years? For two years, my routine was wake up, shower, eat, peruse the internet. Watch a TV show, watch a movie, go down a rabbit hole of interviews and all this other shit. Get higher than a bitch. Oh my goodness. I was higher than a mutated giraffe on a small nimbus cloud floating to heaven. And I'm talking for 365 days. I pulled off a streak, nigga. I was high every day for a year. And with all of that shit, just going to work, getting off work, going to the crib, washing my face, eating breakfast, going to sleep, rinse, recycle, refucking Pete. That shit became so depressing. And then it like, it hit me like a wave of bricks, the epiphany that I had, right? I remember (laughs) I was at the gig, sad as fuck, because when you walk into buildings like where I work and you realize it's a lot of people who life ain't going no fucking where, it's niggas who like, they... Their dreams aren't big enough to make it past their front porch. And when you're around that shit, you get the alcoholic and the father syndrome. And for the longest time, when I was around that shit, I used to get angry with them. I used to be at work complaining to niggas at work about being at work, about shit at work. That shit. Ew. Nasty work. Nasty behavior. I was content with mediocrity. And that's not to say that my job is a mediocre job. But it's mediocre in scope. I work with plenty of people who make six figures. Doing what I like to call menial labor. Like we don't mix chemicals. We don't crunch numbers. We do some pretty easy shit. And it's people who make six figures. So, could I stick it out? Make that bread? Punch that clock? I could. And there would be nothing wrong with that. 
But unfortunately, I'm me. My brain does not turn off. I am constantly thinking of ways to create. And when I went to work and I sat there and I'm in my area and I'm working, I just stopped. I held a motherfucking box in my hand. And for the rest of that day, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. I'm not saying shit to nobody. And then I, I tweet. I turn, you know, my close friend thing was on. I tweet. I think I'm going to quit my job. Yeah, I'm going to quit my job. So we can probably reference back to this moment right here. Eventually, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to be out of there. But I'm going to quit my job in a mellow plan for the Denver Nuggets type of way. I'm going to give you 50. But just know I'm not going to be here next season. Oh, nigga, I'm going to give you 50. You're going to still get quality buckets. But nigga, I'm gone. So, I tweet that. Nobody sees it except for the people who needed to see it. Because like I said, it's close friends. The very next day, I hit my mans up. Another reason, a nigga who I'm going to throw under the bus right now. The reason that it took you this long to get this episode. My nigga Juice, the E was, oh my, Juice was holding me hostage, okay? Now granted, Juice was going through a lot of life shit, right? But nigga, when I'm trying to make my triumphant return, nigga, inconvenience yourself, nigga, for me. That's crazy to say. I know it's crazy to say, but no, that's one of the reasons, right? So, over the next few months, I'm planning. I'm just, I, I give him the idea. I say, hey, bro, um, I need to rebrand some shit. And we're chopping it up. And I'm like, hey, bro, I need a, 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 a parliament powdered wig type of swag. But I really just want to be in like regular nigga clothing. Like a regular fly nigga into parliament clothing. And Juice, he fucking delivered. And it felt good to collaborate. To even get back into a creative space. And then in my crib. I started doing way more shit. I started collecting more vinyls. I started just writing random shit down. And I became more motivated. And I started to fight back on being content. Because like I said, working a nine to five job, getting benefits, like a steady income, that is nothing to fucking like frown at. It's not. I remember when I was a broke boy. I remember when I made seventeen to twenty thousand dollars, and it wasn't that long ago. That shit was like four years ago, four and a half years ago. I was twenty 
six years of age, 27 years of age, making $20,000. Boy, I was broke. If you gave me vagina during that time, you should have wrote that off on your taxes because you was fucking with charity. Charity. And I fast forward to to when I seen a a a, a W two that said I forty five thousand a year. So now I look at my pay stub now and I say, hey 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 hey, hey boy, you're doing all right. You're doing all right, nigga. I put avocado on my toast. I don't do it that often, but I put avocado on my toast. That should let niggas know that, like, yo, I was, by all intents and purposes, moving on in life on, like, the beating path. But when I tell you I was so fucking unhappy these last two years because I just could not create... I literally could not create. And I was sad about that shit. But I didn't understand why I was sad about that shit. Because I ran from it from so long. Because I was a pussy. So I want to say. To anybody out there. Who's like. Hey man. I, I want to do this. But I don't know what I should do. I, I kind of want to. Make the leap. Make the leap. Look, here's here's why I'm going to talk my shit, right? Let me hydrate for this. This is why I talk my shit. In my creative life, everything I've ever done creatively has been fucking raw. I just never stuck with it to see the consistency pay off. But. When you get tired of feeling mediocre, when you get tired of doing all that other shit, like, when you get tired of talking to fucking, to goddamn, to, to Bobby Lee in a break room who's fucking depressed that his fucking, his wife is fucking the, the second shift manager, and that's not a shot at anybody. If you're a fellow coworker of mine, I'm not saying that the second shift supervisor is fucking your wife. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is when you sit in areas that don't feed your inner child, that don't make you want to do more shit, that doesn't add to your happiness, you got to start making moves. And it's not up to anybody else to make the moves for you. You got to do the shit. After I hit juice. Nigga, I. I want niggas to understand. I bought a four. This, is, this might be a $400 mic. $400 interface. I bought that shit during the pandemic. And I, it sat for two years. Sat for literally two years collecting good dust, good ass mic. Boy, you can't hear I sound so good. I know because I didn't 
nigga, I was nervous to record. I didn't play the pre-recordings back a thousand times. Nigga, I sound so, I sat on this for two years. Because I was pussy. And that pussy in a vaginal sense, a viscous innard sense, I'm talking about timid, milk toast, futile effort. Because most of this shit is fear. If not all of this shit. Because, look, here's the thing. Right? I know I'm cold. I know that I have a very unique brain. The way I say shit. The way I do shit. The way I choose to maneuver. My improv is good. I have such a unique perspective and now I have a desire almost like a craving to get better at it to do more with it but fear is a crippling thing and it wasn't until I got the ball rolling. And I want to tell you niggas like. Want to know how I know the fear is so irrational. The steps to get started. Is like <laughs> the easiest shit in the world. Like and then people are like. A lot of this shit is trial and error. And I used to be so nervous to like drop shit or push it out. Or put things on the internet. Or try to be funny. Or try to produce content. I used to be so nervous to do that. Now I'm prepared for it. Because you know why? It's kind of an egotistical thing. I genuinely. Don't care. It makes me happy. And hopefully it connects to somebody. And they want to join the tribe. The tribe of the stubborn man. Nah, I had to get that out of there. But nah, for real. Fear, depression, self-loathing, lack of self-motivation. You know what I'm saying? Comparison. Fucking comparison is the thief of goddamn joy. Especially on social media. Like, I realized from taking a step back from social media and shit like that. How much people don't go the fuck outside. It's people who like try to formulate a whole synopsis of somebody's life off of what they see on social media. And just taking a step back from that shit, I started to like, oh, oh, it's so much negativity. It's so much disgusting shit on the internet just morally disgusting shit on the internet that if you stay on there too long if you don't filter what you fucking see you'll be angry right along with him you'll be in the break room talking to a nigga about the second shift supervisor fucking his wife it's crazy but you'll be doing that shit on the internet you would be doing that shit 
on the internet. So right now, I just, you know, I want to tell you guys my plan, right? Because I feel like that last 20-some-odd-minute ramble I did there explained a lot. Hopefully, hopefully that suffices with people. They're like, all right, nigga, you was, you was gone for two years because you was depressed and you was living like your name was Philip. I was living like my name was Philip G. I was putting like egg white. I had an egg white avocado toast sandwich, nigga. No type of poultry on that shit. I was living as close to a middle-aged white man as they could get. And that shit is depress. That shit was depressing. Oh my goodness, depressing. Your boy had stopped working out. I'm back in the gym. I had stopped working out. I lost. All right, so I want to say 2020. Start of 2020, I was, I was built like a smart car. I'm not even gonna hold you. I was definitely built smart, smart car-ish, Fiat-ish. I was probably like 374, right? And then through working out and all of that shit, by the back half of 2020, I was in the twos. I was like 285 or some shit like that. Then for all of 2021, I buffered. You know what I'm saying? My shit was garage door. I was up, I was down, I was up, I was down. Weight was fluctuating. Then I settled at like 311. And when I tell you it was a day I like <laughs> I like bit down the top of my shoe and I stumbled forward a little bit. I said, yo, Something got to change. So I've been back in the gym. I'm back in school. Pursuing a, you know, a cinematography degree. I'm creating. I'm not focused on the women. But like I said, that's a whole nother episode. I am just in a new fucking season of my life that I hope lasts forever. I genuinely, truly do hope this shit lasts forever because I have never been as motivated as I am now. I'm constantly creating. I'm streaming. I'm doing things that fulfill me, that make me happy. Why? Because I'm raw at this shit. Like I said before, every creative thing that I try my hand in, it comes out just the way I like it. I just don't stick with this shit long enough for it to pop off. And that's also because I have, you know, this like fear of notoriety. I have a fear of a lot of people analyzing me because I'm. A very private person. I don't like to gossip. I don't like to get in people's business. That's why I don't. I'm not a nigga that's like. I'm a cover the celebrity noobs. I'm not really one of. Because I don't give a fuck. I don't know these people. Half of these people can't fucking read. They can't. Your favorite rapper can't read. Your favorite. 
Instagram model can't spell plethora. Right? And we now we live in this era where if you do content creation, people want a certain aspect of your real life to come with the product. And me, I'm more than willing to give you the surface level, the one layer deep shit. Because I feel like that's more nuanced than most. So in addition to the pod, you'll get a couple other things. But like I said, we're going to discuss that at a later date. I don't want to keep you guys too long. You're here, you're back. After two years, you're back. So this can finally hit your goddamn earlobes in the way it need to hit them. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to do this shit, man. It feels real good. And, you know... Let me let me hit this water one more time. Because I don't like I said, I don't want to hold you guys too long. I'm gonna hit this water. Hit this drink. I got some yak in the cup. Nigga said, how you drinking yak with a special K pastry bar? Nigga, cause I'm me. Alright, let me hit the yak. Oh my damn, boy, that shit bang. <sighs> you know, it's time for me to give you guys the Saha scripture. The Saha scripture for today is we are in our own way. For the longest time, I thought pursuing shit in my life was harder than what it is. Literally, the easiest part is just to start. You're not going to be fucking Steph Curry, nigga. You're not going to fucking pull up to the gym and be Steph, nigga. You're going to have to shoot a lot of threes. (laughs) Sometimes... We are our biggest critic. Sometimes the little voice in the back of your mind telling you that you ain't shit. Hey, man, telling you, hey, man, just go ahead and get that shit up, man. Sometimes that little voice is just the inner bitch in you, okay? And some, You got to take that inner bitch out of you. Take it out. Throw it somewhere. Put it in a napkin. Stomp it. Do what you need to do with it. But get that shit off of you. You are literally in your own way. What I want you niggas to do. I want you to go watch Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Right. And at the end when he see this evil version of himself. And you think the shit is going to be worse than what it is. And the next scene the niggas is best friends. Do that with yourself. Get out of your own goddamn way. Cause for two years I stayed in my own way, and guess what that did? Guess what it didn't get me? No bitches. It didn't get me any more bitches. It didn't get me any more money. It didn't get me any more notoriety. It didn't get me any more happiness. I alienated people because I was scared to pursue my own happiness. So, like I said, 
Get out of your own goddamn way. This is a wise word from a stubborn man. And I'll talk to you next time. Yep.